All right, this is the start of another Rolling Terror show here, the 23rd of March, 2023. The first show of spring for us. Yes, first show of spring, and it's only snowing a little. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Mike and Kevin Beckett with the Rolling Terror show, as usual. As usual. As usual. And we're, uh, we're, having, we're having a very, very good year. Honestly. We're speaking to you from the preparation shop, getting ready to go to the Mid-American Truck Show next week. That's right. And uh, we've got displays we're setting up, and we're, uh, we've got some explanations we need to do. And uh, we made a little video about it. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can find that. And, it's supposed uh, to show up on our Facebook page eventually, it's too. It's, it's already there. It is there? It's there. Mm, cool. And, uh, if you, if you need to know what we're doing, you can see it right there. And, uh, uh, it explains a little bit more about uh, what what it is like working here at ND Alignment. It's very accurate. It is. It is. And what it, what it takes to make it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. So, can we're can gonna... play the audio of that? No. No. Okay. No, but you got to see the video or it doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, please go to our YouTube channel and look at the Made America Truck Show 2023 intro if you would. If not, I guess there's no skin off on us. And uh, we only paid X bucks. How much was it? Zero dollars. I think. To get that set up. Well, but we had to hire this, this crew. The crew. And and then we had to get a director. Yes, yes. And then we had to have a script writer. And, uh, you know, the prop guy kind of pissed at him. The prop guy was a problem, but, yeah. you know, we survived it. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So that's, uh, that's been a, it's been an exciting uh, uh, week in prep for Mid-America. Next week, can't wait to see everybody. We've got uh, well, lots of time in the booth and... Um, uh, some familiar faces, and we're going to be kind of you know, the people that you might have seen next last year are kind of spread around. Um, Jim Fowler, really great guy out of Michigan, he's uh, mostly going to be working with the Dr. Preload people as Mike over at Dr. Preload injured his shoulder and can't do the work. So, Jim's picking Is that what happened? What's that? Is that what happened? That's what happened. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure they had shoulder, shoulder surgery. I really don't know what way it works. I guess it's the same thing. Well, if you have to have surgery, you got injured. That's true. So you got old. Same thing, right. <laughs> then uh, Jerry, Jerry Woodland, uh, he's, he, he's been there a number of times. Unfortunately, he's, or fortunately, I suppose, there's nothing wrong with it. He's decided to start up his own booth. Yeah, that's fine. However, it is just around the corner from us. Because he has more products than just MD alignment. He does. He and does. he wants to promote his other products, which is a good thing. He's got a shop to promote, too. Yes, he does. He's a good guy. He's got some good things going on. Chad, Chad Home from uh, team, uh, team Alignment uh, Solutions. Alignment Solutions. He will not be there this year. He's uh, got a very important personal commitment called an anniversary that he needs to travel for. So that's what that's what he'll be doing. That's fine. Yeah. And, it's all good. Um, 
Let's see, Rocky Rockefeller with North Florida and uh, the alignment. He's, he's going to be there. And who knows how many others? Who knows? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we've got a nice size booth, so if you want to come by and see what we're doing and ask questions and get answers. Share stories. Yeah. You can do that. You can, it's, it's the same as being on the podcast, except that... Nobody listens. Nobody, nobody listens at the show. <laughs> right. They can't hear anything anyway. Yeah, there's no, there's no hearing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really, really, really looking forward to that. And looking forward to getting back from that. <laughs> you look forward to going to it and you look forward to going home. Right. That's kind of like I look forward to when the grandkids come and visit and I look forward to when the grandkids leave. Right. Yeah. You got that planned out before they ever get there. Yes. All right. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. We do have a, this is a call-in show. Uh, and we have a number you can call if you have a question on alignment, on tire wear, on handling, on some of the vibrations, and some... Marriage counseling. Yeah, not, not a lot of marriage. I've decided that that's going to be my primary focus now. Jokes. There are some. Yeah, jokes. we like jokes. Yes, we do some of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, any of these things, if you have a, a reason to pick up the phone and call, you can call 855-950-3835. Same number we've had for about a year now. So just give us a call and... From noon to one central on Thursday afternoons, we will be here to answer. Except for next week. We will not be on the show next week. You're not going to do one from the road? I, how would you do it? Um, you could talk real loud. I, I'd have to. You know, yeah. Shouting all the way from the road. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, we do have a call in, and I think the caller's name is Paul. So let's uh, talk to Paul. Howdy. Howdy. I have a question for you. I keep hearing this Dr. Preload. Can you sort of explain what Dr. Preload is or what are we doing here with Dr. Preload? What is that? Okay. Now, I got got two things. First is, I don't know if it's you or me, but you're really, really quiet. I heard what you said, but I don't know if the listeners did. Because I got headphones oh. on, I don't know the listeners have headphones. So first, uh, if, you, if there's anything you need to pick that up, great. If there isn't, then we may have to fix. It. Okay. So the next question is: Can everybody hear Kevin louder, or can you hear me louder? Right. That's a good. Question. I can I hear Mike louder than Kevin. Okay. Then in that case, I will do the explanation so we don't miss anything. <laughs> okay. Doctor Preload is a tooling system designed to precisely asset wheel bearings instead of the by gosh and by golly methods that have been used before. We have a torque setting we use, which we feel is more precise than what the industry standard is. Had that for 30 years. But the Dr. Preload system is that much better than what we do. So if you really want precisely set bearings, the Dr. Preload system is designed to do that. Right. It was first used by Meritor about 20 years ago. 
and then uh, the the patent ran out on it, and they decided to release it back to the guys that are temporary, and um, they took it over as Dr. Pula. It's used by a lot of companies around the country, uh, fleets and otherwise. It's a, uh, it's a way of setting the bearing to hub or race distance by using preload instead of by using in play. either torque or in play. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. And I, I have one other comment. Um, a lot of trucks I've seen lately, well, not a lot, but uh, too many to count on one hand, running the wide singles. Yes. And I've seen, I, I guess they take their truck and trailer tires and they've been swapping them around or having punches repaired or something. And you'll see trucks with two-inch offset and zero offset. So on they, the I, yeah, on the same on the same tractor or on the same trailer because you know they go past you. And, oh, look, he's mm-hmm. got one wheel sticking out further than the other one. I'm thinking and, that's and probably not really a good idea. Oh, it's a very bad idea, and it tends to happen because the tire guy who's busting the tires down and putting them together doesn't realize there's two different rims. Right. Yep. Well, they, they blew a tire, they need a replacement rim, and all they could get was this one. Now, from an alignment perspective, the issue with that is you are changing the footprint of the axle. You're setting it off center by as much as two inches. So where we're trying to get it precisely centered within a quarter of an inch, you're setting it well out of our specification and out of the possibility that you could center it using the normal, you know, shims and torque guides and everything else. Um, the engineering perspective on this is there; those axles have a uh, specific amount of flex or, or uh, what do you call it, tension they're supposed to be under. And the difference between a zero offset and a two-inch offset is is a problem for some axles. You know, the, yep. the lighter axles, 9.5-millimeter thick axles, are, uh, um, they're not intended to have a two-inch offset at all. They, were, they probably started with doors or maybe started with a zero offset. And if you throw a two-inch offset on that, you're just cracking the axle. So, yeah, even we, yeah it's two different things. It's One is a, a tire wear issue and a handling issue because you're setting the axle off center. And the other is with a foot, I should say, the axle isn't moving into the frame. It's the footprint of the axle, which is the same thing. So, then the other is that you're, you're risking damage to your axles. Yeah, well, I, I guess... This this driver that went past me the other day, because uh, I guess they'd taken, changed trailer tires and drive tires at the same time, and yeah. he had one of each on it, on one on the trailer and one on the truck. But I guess yeah. he don't really pay attention, or he didn't even realise, or he, Helen Keller would have seen it. That's how obvious it was. So, right, you know, right. So. You get the okay, that if you owned the truck yourself, you would pay closer attention. But I guess that's not always true. Yeah, well, some of the people that are are out here, maybe they shouldn't be, but that's just <laughs> my opinion. So. 
Okay, all right, right, buddy. We get the truck show. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right, see you later. All right, so that's the uh, yeah. One more person we'll be seeing at the show is uh, Paul. Cool. And his accent. Cool. He's from he's from uh, Georgia. I I heard New York. Huh? I heard a New York accent. Uh, New York. New York. New York. No, he's uh, that's not a New York accent. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah. No. And again, uh, anybody else that has any questions or comments, 855-950-3835. I know everybody was just listening to Kevin, so uh, surely there's some people. You see, we are the slow down, change lanes, uh, don't worry about these other issues that, that Kevin often talks about, and just shift gears and discuss something a little less uh, uh, stressful. Stressful, yes. Yes, I don't want stress. We, don't, we avoid stress. Yeah. What we're trying to do is just make everything just a little bit easier. Yeah. Now, have you heard of the LBGA? No. That's Laid Back Golfers Association. Laid Back Golfers, yes. Yeah. Okay. And we play golf in shorts and sandals and Hawaiian shirts, and we really don't care. Okay, and so that's our motto here at this place. Uh, We're not going to get excited. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. But we do answer tech. I had a a tech call this week from one of our customers, Mm -hmm. and and they said this truck had been aligned a year ago. Right. And the steer tires were wearing without any feathered wear. Right, right. But they they had a... Huh? No feathering, but. But the left front steer tire mm-hmm. had this big section about a quarter inch, uh, about a quarter of the rotation of the tire mm-hmm. on the inside shoulder close to the frame that was just worn down flat. Right. The rest of the tire looked pretty good, but this one section is flat. The right front tire was beautiful. Right. So they said, the customer brought it to us, and 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 we're going to check the alignment and stuff, and we're trying to figure out what would cause this. And I said, okay, now let, let me let me verify. These tires have been on for the whole year. Yes. Were the tires on before the alignment was done? Well, yeah, about twenty thousand miles worth. Yeah, that's not bad. okay. That's not too bad. Uh, and the tires have no feathered wear, right? No feathered wear, right? I said, okay. Well, if I was looking at that. I would be looking for a bent rim because on steer tires, when they bend a rim, they tend to bend a rim on the inside edge where the unsupported bell of the rim is. They don't tend to bend on the outside of the rim because that's where the support is. Right. So is is the wear more excessive on the bell side? Yeah. It was on the inside where, where the unsupported bell was. So I said, I would jack the wheel up. I'd spin it, look over the top of the tire and see if that inside rim of the rim is wiggling in and out. Yeah. Uh, about an hour later, I get a text message back. Thanks for talking to us. We jacked it up. Yes, the rim's bent. There you go. And they said, well, does it need an alignment? No. No. It no. needs a new rim and a new tire. Right. Right. Now, I have a, um, let's see, that was somebody on something, Kevin Rutherford, uh, Let's Check uh, comment board. 
talking about some work that was done. And I guess um, I haven't I haven't been on to that live stream. It's, I've been a little busy this week. But uh, I did make it over to Iowa Track and Trailer, which was one of the subjects of the, the topic. And I was able to ask them if they knew anything about it. And the information that I have is uh, I've got two different, very similar stories, two different trucks with similar stories. There's a complaint about tire wear and people talking about repairs needing done. The repairs not getting done and then tire wear is still occurring and then a complaint about the tire wear. So, you know, an alignment does not fix your truck. An alignment only gets the access point of where they're supposed to go. If you, if you don't fix the parts on your truck, you can't hold the alignment. So that's a, that, that's and, and a very important issue, you know, something that we go over during training a lot is um, when we set toe, for instance, or when we set the thrust angle, there's some math that relates to the wear on the steel tires. In other words, uh, if you have either the thrust angle of a drive axle or the toe on a steer axle set to one sixteenth shin or one sixteenth inch toe adjustment, that is a sixteenth of an inch that the tire is being pushed sideways as it rolls down the road. And that's for every four feet of travel on toe. That's every four feet of travel, yes. One sixteenth of an inch, it'll, it'll scrub every time it travels four feet. Right, right. Six, and uh, and the, the math that that relates to then is about four to two feet per mile. Mm-hmm. From a sixteenth inch every four feet to a four to two feet per mile. And then if you take that out to about 10,000 miles, you've pushed it a couple of states sideways. Mm-hmm. So just having it off from optimal by just a sixteenth of an inch is a big deal. Now, if you've got if you cannot hold your drive axle or your steer axle within that, you're going to see tire wear. So if you've got loose skin things, if you've got uh, loose bearings, like for instance with that Dr. Prelog, if that's the problem you're trying to solve, the tire end joints are loose. Tire end joints, bushings in the rear end. If those things aren't holding, then you're going to have tire. Right. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the, I don't have all the details in front of me. Like I said, I still haven't been to that last checking. But uh, the thing is, now let's say you replace your kingpin. Let's say you actually finally got the work done. If you don't get that vehicle aligned that day, you could see significant wear because when you replace a kingpin, you could misset the toe by an inch. And you will change the toe when you put kingpins in. Right. And you could change it a lot. Yeah. Depends on how bad the kingpin is. Yeah, right. Or what they did with the tie rod. Yeah. And if somebody takes the tie rod end joint out to replace it. Oh, yeah. If you count the turns that the tie rod end joint comes out of the tube, mm-hmm. and you count the new one in, and if they're identical with the same length of shaft and everything else, but you're off by one turn. Or one half turn. No, one full turn. Yes, sir. You can't be a half turn off. Otherwise, the tie rod end joint aims down instead of up. 
you're going to be one turn on or one turn off. If you turn it one turn too much, you're off a half an inch of toe. Right. Just one tie rod end, one turn off. Yeah. Half if you've got two tie rod ends that you replace, if you replace the two, right. remember every turn of that tie rod is now an inch of toe. Right. And that's just, uh, if there was a difference in the length of the tie rod assembly to begin with, right. or a difference in the length of the two, right. well, you've got all sorts of problems now. Right. So ha- these things have to be set close, very close, competently close. Before you try to drive it. Or as an example, as an example, I had a guy show up here in Des Moines some years ago who had had some front-end work done in Dallas. Right. And he drove up here to get his alignment. Right. And he put brand-new tires on in Dallas. And by the time he got here, the brand-new tires were all ruined. Right. Completely gone. Yep. Okay. Dallas to Des Moines is uh, about 10 hours, right? 10 hour drive. 10 hour drive. Yeah. And now Wyoming to Des Moines is about eight hours, just a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy, I told him he needed his pins down here in Des Moines. Well, he took it home to get it done. Instead of leaving it with uh, guys here in Des Moines, he had sick to do. So he took it to Wyoming to get it done. He came back and drove up to the garage and said, hey, yeah, I need, I need to go ahead and uh, uh, tell on it now that I've done the kingpins. And by the way, could you do something about the rubber on the drive tires? Because it's coming apart. Can you tell me what's going on there? So I look at the truck and I look at the drive tires and sure enough, there's rubber balls all over the drive tires. So I go back up to the front and I'm looking at that. Oh my God, these things are they're just, they're totally in. Tires are shredded. And it's, it's over and in, out in. And the, the rubber balls on the drive tires, it was, it was heating up so bad, the scrubbing so bad that the rubber was coming off the steel tires. And as he's rolling through the, the parking lot, he's picking up the rubber and it's just staying on the drive tires. Yep. Just a crazy, crazy experience there. So you have to, you have to get a competent tow set the day you get the campaigns done. You can't just leave it for later. So that's that would be my uh, most important item of the day. I had I had a I guess a conflict with a shop that I was working with that they I gave them the job. Go ahead and do the campaigns. Let me know when it's done. I need to set the tell. And they never let me know that the campaigns were done. Uh, so there, there were tires driving away from the shop. I mean, it was just one day of driving away from the shop as you're in. Yep. So that, that's, uh, that's, that would be my note for the day. And it's apparently just nobody communicated to this guy on the let's truck thing properly the order that you need to do things in so that he would do them the way he needed done. Communication. Effective and accurate communication. Right. Very good. Do we get any callers? We don't have any callers. Wow. Uh, we could if they called 855-950-3835. 855-950-3835. You, you were telling us jokes at lunch the other day. Yes. What? 
What do you mean, what? You were telling us jokes at work at lunch the other day. I had jokes? You did tell jokes. I did. Yes. <laughs> right, my memory is perfect. So oh, yeah, right. Your hearing is perfect, too. Right, right. <laughs> so do you have any jokes? Do I have any jokes? Well, I, I have some notes. Some notes about uh, how things get done on the high seas. Don't forget the punchlines. Don't forget the punchlines. Yes. That's important. Yes. And I I recall there's a historical fact in this, too. You can go with that as as we're talking about it here. Uh, There was a a pirate. There was a pirate. Arr. Talk like the pirate day, September 19th, by the way. Okay. Is that a Thursday? I don't know what day it is. I'll have to look it up. Uh, nope, that calendar doesn't go that far. I'll look it up. Yeah. On the high seas, <laughs> a uh, pirate ship was facing a uh, Spanish galleon. And as a side of the Spanish galleon, they, uh, they, they realized they were in for a fight, and the captain said, fetch me my red shirt to his first mate. First mate got the red shirt. They went into the battle. Everything went great. They won the battle. Superstitious lot, I suppose they are, when he was faced with uh, the, the danger of three French warships. He's done it again. He told his first mate, fetch me my red shirt. And his first, first mate fetches his red shirt. They had a battle with three French warships in the win. So celebrating this incredible victory. And the first mate asked him, so why, uh, what's with the red shirt? What's so special about it? Said, well, uh, if I've got the red shirt on, then the men won't know that I'm bleeding, and they'll continue to fight in case I actually get stabbed or wounded somehow. Well, that's very, very good. That's a, that's a, that's a wonderful way of thinking. You're really great fact. Then the next morning, as dawn comes up, they see 10 British warships coming in. And as they're adding up uh, the possibilities and the dangers and everything, the captain says, touch me my brown pants. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there, there is a historical record on the red shirts, but the red coats. From British. They wore red coats for the same reason, so that the enemy wouldn't know if they're British. Of course, they wore white pants, so there's a kind of a deal there. Well, you know, they, they never get scared. <laughs> they just get shot. As far as we know. Yes. All right, we got uh, somebody from Bakersfield on the line here. Let's see what they have to say. I wonder if they, if they know Hag's place. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah. This is Mike from Mercer. Good afternoon. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, you know, I do truck with my wife, and if you're going to start doing marriage counseling, she might be calling in often. <laughs> Wait a minute. You might this, not agree this, with your advice. The, the problem is this is marriage counseling for the husband, not for the wife. I don't know nothing about what the wife wants. <laughs> well, well, in my opinion, I got it figured out, but according to her, I'm all messed up. <laughs> and, and, and she's sitting right beside me right now. So. Yeah. Okay, so now are you calling from Bakersfield? Or are you from that area? Yeah, I'm actually from Bakersfield, California, but we're over here in uh, North Carolina now. No, that's okay. I was wondering if you know where Hag's Place is. 
Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, right sir. at the mouth of the canyon. Yep. Yes, it is. Heading up the canyon toward the hills there. I used to live in Bakersfield for about four months. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. Uh, it's it was what, a long, long time ago. It was a long time ago, and at that point, I believe it was called the armpit of California. <laughs> yes, it still is. You, you know, the politics and the people sinking there is good, but the way the smog, the San Francisco smog builds up in the valley right there, mm. we get terrible yeah. air quality, kills my yeah. sinuses, kills my eyes. So, yeah, yeah mm. so we so we try to stay out there as much as possible since all the kids are gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I lived there back in the 70s. The early 70s. Yes. And I believe the pollution was even worse back then. Uh, no, the heat was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had, this, this last summer, we've had more record days over 100. So yep. it, it's wow. pretty hot. So we just hit the road in the truck here and go enjoy our lives together. Yeah, good plan. Good plan. Georgia and Florida where it's nicer. I, I suggested one time in the past that we buy a truck and the wife and I go traveling together, and, and she says, you wouldn't make a week, I'd shoot you. You needed a month. Well, that, was well, in that a truck. is why, that's why we have a big house, so we have space. There and, you and, go. And, and we also take a little 64 Volkswagen bug with us, so when I'm pushing her buttons too much, I unload the car and, and we meet somewhere. Give her a Make her drive. <laughs> and and Good she's plan. happy to drive if she can get a break from me. So when we're empty and we're deadheaded to our next load, it's a good time for us to go separate ways and meet at the and meet that afternoon or evening. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right. So did you have a question? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, this isn't a question, Mike. It's easy for me to hear for you on the radio, Kevin. I can't hardly hear you at all. It just uh, yeah, we your deep that. voice. I, I can't hardly hear Kevin at all, but Mike, you come across loud and clear. Okay, good. We've been fighting that problem ever since we did this. We haven't figured out how to resolve it. No. Well, well, maybe if you if you kick Mike right in the privates there, his voice will get a little <laughs> higher, and we'll be Hello a there. better. <laughs> Can you hear That's me now? We there we That's are. That's what we need. <laughs> we give him a good old swift kick, and and then we'll all be able to hear him. Okay, so, that's cool. So, so I got my my flatbed trailer has a Hendrix suspension, and yep. um, I did notice when I had tired. Whenever I get a tire off the ground, I try to go back to a rocket, and I had one off the ground, an axle off the ground, you know, and I was able to rock one of them, and I could feel a little bit of slack. Um, with, with this uh, uh, thing you were just talking about earlier, what, is that a way to adjust the Hendrix axles, or the, can you tell me how to do that? Well, I can tell you how to do it my way, which is better than the industry standard. The doctor preload will do it much better than I do it. Okay. So it depends on, on whether you have the time and the, and the ability to find somebody that has a doctor preload to let them do it, or if you need to get it done and have, and do it my way. So that's up to you. Okay. Well, well, give it to me your way. I do do quite a bit of wrenching myself. So, so let me hear how you do it. Well, we, we, Take the oil cap off, take the lock nut off, take the washer off, spin the hub, tighten the torque, the, the inner nut down until it's seated good and the wheel starts to slow down, so I've seated it. Then I back it off one turn, then I spin it, and I tighten down the inner nut to a specific torque setting, and that depends on the size of the wheels that are on there, if there's any wheels on or if it's an empty hub, okay? Yeah. Say it's with the wheels on. 
and let's say they're 22 five wheels. Mm -hmm. now, would that be accurate for your vehicle? Yes. Okay. So then I would tighten that inner nut down to 70 foot pounds with the wheels, okay. with the dual wheels on there. And I would not back it off. Then I put the okay. washer on, put the lock nut on, tighten the outer nut down good and tight, lock the tabs off, and I'm done. So, 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 we, so when you tighten it the first time, kind of tight, you're just making mm -hmm. sure everything's compressed, back it off, and then right. when you run into 70 pounds. So the first one is just to make sure everything's compressed and ready Correct. to be torqued correctly. Correct. Correct. Now, the second one, when I tighten it to 70 foot-pounds, I'm not really preloading the bearing. I'm pushing those two tapered bearings together, and I'm lifting and centering the hub, drum, wheel, and tire assembly on the bearing. Right. There is actually a little bit of play under oh, okay. the bearings. Now, the problem most people do is they tighten it down to 50 or 75 foot-pounds, then they back it off a quarter turn, and they just left the damn thing loose again. Right. Yeah, and then and that's all. So any special secrets with the way this um, sealed hub is supposed to be? Do I have to get a new cap, or can that be resealed? I've never disassembled it. I just, so I don't know what I'm getting I just into. Take the, I take the cap off, and I put a little blue RTV on it, unless I rip the gasket. If I rip the gasket, then I'm going to scrape the gasket off, put a new gasket on, and put it together. But if I get it to pop apart pretty clean, I'll just put a little blue RTV on it and put it back together. Okay. Are are those oil-filled or grease-packed? Doesn't matter. But I don't know which one you've got. You could have either. Okay. And if I do have oil, um, you know, it looks like on the outside it has a little tiny rubber plug that could pop out. I didn't know if yes. that was supposed to be like half If you've got the rubber plug to point. pop out, you if you have the rubber plug to pop out, you probably have oil bath bearings. Right. Okay. Is, are you supposed to put that like halfway at the halfway mark and fill it up there's, there? If if you look at that, if you clean it off, you'll see there's a little mold mark embossed into the clear cap around the cap, maybe a quarter inch above the bottom of the of the cap. Okay, nowhere close to that oil. There's there's it's about, right. there's a line. There's a line, and and it should be full to that line. Okay, I didn't think that those had a. I, I can't see it right this second, but I didn't think that that mm -hmm. was visible. I thought yeah, they, I thought it was like a, a galvanized looking cap. Well, I don't know if you got a galvanized cap or if you've got the if you got the clear plastic covers. I mean, I don't know which one you got. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think it's clear. It's not clear covers like the front axle. Okay, axle. then. I, 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 you're, you're really kind of getting out of my field now because I don't keep up with all the changes they make in caps and crap, okay? Right. There's got, there's, there has to be instructions there. Whether it's there or the uh, label on it, they'll tell you where to go on the web. Yeah. Uh, to tell okay. you how to know you put enough oil in it. Right. But I just okay. usually if you've got a cap, that, that it would be oil. If it's a solid metal cap, even if it has a rubber uh, centerpiece, and it may be grease. It may be grease, yeah. You may have grease. Okay. All right, perfect. Well, I copy on all that stuff, and I appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you. Thanks for the call. All right. And that's, uh, that's, that's out of California, but in North Carolina. So just a little ways from home. 
we should we should go back to doing what we used to do on the podcast before we went. Where in the country? Yeah, yes. Okay. The the thing says he's in California, right. but is he actually in California? We've been warned that they are simply not. In fact, they probably don't live there at all. And th- and that's the next thing is when we started doing this, you couldn't keep your phone number when you moved someplace else. Right. And now you can. So that's the second guess. Right. Where are you actually at? And where do you actually live, even though your phone says you live in Bakersfield? Right. Hmm. Well, it's possible we could do that. It was fun when we were doing it. Yeah. And then you got that map with all of the area codes on I was cheating. A little, just a little bit of cheating. Just cheating. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know uh, what all is going on in the country, but right now we do not have any callers. So anybody that has any questions, uh, yeah, I guess it's about time for us to hit lunch anyway. Yeah. There's people waiting on us. Uh, If you've got a question, you best make it quick, 855-950-3835. Because I'm hungry. Yes, yes. This is, uh, we wait until after this show to eat. You know what, it sort of gives us a hard break. As uh, if I, if we were to run long, then we are denying our wives food. And and as a marriage counselor, I as can tell you counselor. that is not a good thing. Do not do that. No. Right. No. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess uh, any questions right now is the time. Otherwise, I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up. Just go ahead and see Kevin at the show next week. Oh, we got one call coming. Oh, up. darn all right, I'm going to skip the screen because we don't really have a lot of time. See who's got. Hello, yes. somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This, this is Hal from Georgia. I've yes, called in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have a kind of an observation question first I, or, or a comment. Uh, I've just noticed lately in the last couple of months a lot of trucks and the majority I've seen are owner-operators have stopped side of the road with a with a blown uh, steer tire, mm. and I, I just looking at it, I would think or thinking about it, maybe the price of the tires. You know, the driver wants to run all he can out of it and lets it go too far. I don't know, but uh, anyway, my question That's is, a, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. My question is, um, I know we talk about um, tire pressure a lot and mm-hmm. winter time the tire pressure drop is mm-hmm. there any specifications for tires in the summer uh like this time of the year i live in the southeast uh u.s and i uh, it's supposed to be 85 at home this weekend and okay. with the in- increase of temperature it makes the tire pressure go up i've actually yes. stopped and checked my tires um the maximum pressure on the tire wall says 120, but the uh, oh, tire oh, pressure oh, would oh. be 100. <laughs> okay, let, let, uh, let, let's start. Let's start with the first statement you said that the maximum pressure on the sidewall of the tire is 120. Okay, that's uh, okay. That's wrong. That is incorrect. The pressure oh. on the sidewall of a commercial truck tire is the minimum pressure the tire requires to carry the load that is specified on the side of the tire. So it will say, for wow. example, max load 6,600 pounds at 120 PSI cold inflation. Now, okay. Truck and passenger cars okay. have a maximum inflation. 
but that's not what we're talking Yeah, passenger car and light trucks are marked with a max, but commercial truck tires are not. So if you're going to carry 6,600 pounds on that tire, the tire is telling you you have to have at least 120 pounds in that tire when it's cold. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, as you drive the truck and the tire sidewall flexes and torque applied to it, the tire will heat up and the pressure will increase. And under ideal conditions, the temperature will the pressure will increase about 15% when the tire gets hot. So it's going to be running at 100, 140 degrees, 140 pounds. I'm sorry. That's yeah. under ideal conditions. Now, ideal conditions is with the outside temperature being between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. That means the cooling air going by is taking some of the heat off, and it will reach an equilibrium and run about 140. During the summer, when it's 100 degrees out, the tire will get hotter, and that operating pressure will go up to 150, maybe 160 uh, pounds per square inch. But that's okay. The tire's designed to take it. Now, if in the summer you start with a lower pressure, and that's what a lot of people think, well, it's going to get hot out here and the tire's going to get hot. I should start at 100 pounds pressure instead of 120. Starting at a lower cold inflation means the sidewall bends even more and generates even more heat, and that's bad. Right. You want You want Get the sidewall stiffs and build too much pressure and too much heat. Right. Okay? Now, what okay. we have found in order to get the, the best wear out of the new low-rolling resistance steer tires we get, because they, they really don't like underinflation. Not at all. We find that on steer tires now, if we run 10 pounds over what the sidewall pressure is, we get better tire wear. Or said another way. You run it to the maximum cold pressure for the rim. Because the rim is marked with the maximum cold inflation. The tire's not. Right. There, and there is no maximum operating pressure. You don't have to worry about how high that pressure goes while you're driving. Yeah, we, you think about it? we've got guys with TPMS systems on them now that are reporting that he's running through West Texas. It's 115 degrees out. He's going 85 miles an hour, and his steer tire's got 180 PSI in it. Well, okay, the smart thing to do when it's that hot is to slow down. Don't build as much heat. Right. But the tire <laughs> cooled down later. It went normal. He got great mileage out of the tire. Right. Okay? The okay. The failure pressure for these tires is double the, the operating pressure you could get to. Yeah, it takes about 300 PSI to blow a tire right. if it's just on a stand and you put pressure in it until it blows. Right, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about overpressuring tires when you're dealing with 10, 20 pounds down at the bottom okay. of that range. Okay. All right. And I right. just uh, to for uh, information purposes, I've uh, I called in with a tire that was wearing across the tread, and you told me it mm-hmm. was bouncing. And I changed mm-hmm. those tires, and the, his. Uh, Balance machine quit while he was balancing my tires, so he put beads in them. <laughs> and, uh, okay, all right. The, the, be- the beads have worked. Uh, I- I'm not getting anywhere at all. Cool. Cool. That's great. Cool. I'm glad so, to hear so that. That's balance, great stuff. Yep, that, that balance issue is what it was. Excellent. All right. Well, you have yourself a great day out there. Stay safe and put more air pressure in your tires. Right. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye-bye. Thank you.
All right. That's it. Uh, we will see everybody at the Mid America Truck Show. The booth number is. Oh, see, I know it, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's I, important. It's terrible. I won't remember I it. I should be saying what the booth number is. I've got it right here. 68196. There in the West Wing, where we're usually at, or uh, right across from Pittsburgh Power. And, um, we'll Fleet Air and all those guys are there. What? Fleet Air and all those guys Fleet are there. Air, yeah, as usual. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye.